Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Food for Thought, <laughs> a podcast gap fest where in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <laughs> identity, <sighs> culture, mm. what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm hating it. <laughs> I you really love feel like, us, you bitch. Do, I, do we need to like rework this like intro? Because I'm. it's occurring to me now that if I was listening to a brand new podcast and that was the intro, I would turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would not continue listening. Well, you don't want listeners, Frank. Yeah, that was the, that's <laughs> true. It's we very effective. We want to everybody. Yeah, polarizing as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an increasingly polarized world. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You know, we're doing that our is, due diligence. That is good discourse. Yeah, Times is hot. Oh my god. Commentary. Commentary. How is everyone enjoying being in LA? Oh my god. Okay. It is. That was I, dramatic. I just. <laughs> I have been trapped in New York. Clean up an aisle five. <laughs> since, oh my god. She's leaking. <laughs> That is water just broke. I have, I, she is giving birth. No, I have been trapped in New York since January 2020. I did have a week where I went to Philadelphia last summer um, to house it for a friend. But I just, like, I went from a year in which I flew almost 40,000 miles in, 20, mm, in 2019 yeah. to a year where, other than our Food for Thought tour in January, I went nowhere. Yeah. And you cannot imagine, for someone who is actually an anxious traveler, how good it felt to step into um, the airport and just feel like I was in motion for Bitch, the first I miss time. Bag check. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I and they checked my bag. Yeah. I did gate check. Oh, it was the best. I hated traveling, but I loved being here. I love being here. The, the, do you know that in in LA, the air unironically smells like flowers? You True. walk outside and you're like, "Yay, that's jasmine." Mm. I'm just walking down the street and Jasmine is in my nose. Look, it's no secret. LA is literally better than New York City oh, yes. as a city. It's just that New York City is like the center of the universe and everyone who is there is awesome and everyone who is here is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and let if me tell you, that translates to dating world. I don't know how you're... It really does. I was talking to a former New Yorker about this and I was just like, I feel like I do so well in New York and I don't do so well out here. And he's like, because people come here to be actors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they can yeah. and they're here to act, not to hold conversations. Yes. Yeah. Which I I'm having trouble doing with I'm LA so, boys. I'm so glad that we're alienating all actors right now. You're an idiot. No. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. We're You're just saying that because you have so many kidding. actor exes, Joe. Know, but but my friend was like, you know, you could meet like a fine decolonial baddie in New York. Oh, you could throw a stone in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're just not here. No. No. They're, they're like, here. they don't Have care. you listened to the new Olivia Rodrigo album? Just kidding. This is me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Literally the first thing you my... said when you got in the car. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> and I was like, 
like, you mean Olivia Jade? Oh, I'm assimilated. Like, I'm not the one in athleisure right I, now, so. I, well, I, I don't know if we can call that athleisure. Yeah, it looks generous, it's whatever Joe is wearing. It's called it's cry, for help. <laughs> it's cry for help. It's I called the $5 bin at the thrift store. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I will say that my first experience in LA was when my best friend Whitney, who y'all know, um, was here in grad school and she was studying social movements and worked at an activist school. Uh, and so that shit is here. It's just not in WeHo. You know what I mean? Mm. I, so that is like my little hopeful note on LA. It's like mm. the activist, actually the activist community in LA, I think in terms of decarceration and abolition mm-hmm. was ahead a few years mm-hmm. of, of what's been happening in New York. Oh, and the, yeah. like the, like K-Town for all, mm-hmm. like exactly. DSA, like there are a lot of really great things happening. I mean, I feel like I could, I could just go to a protest at any given time. Right. And a lot of mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. wins for like the defund the police movement Absolutely. last year in California specifically yeah. yep. because yep. of organizing yep. labor here. So just not to flatten all of LA to yes. WeHo. It's just like uh, somebody, somebody <laughs> smart want to date me because like <laughs> if you live in LA, you can you can just I, I want to make out slide into the DMs. Yeah. I have to just say I wake up happy in LA, and I usually have not woken up happy in New York. I do right now because I love my apartment that I'm in, but. I, I you just I just wake up happy. I wake up less clinically depressed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's it. I wake up yeah. less crowded in my head. Mm. Mm. Same, same. Mm. It's valuable. Anyway, yeah, that's um, a good thing. I am Tommy Teebs Pico, Indigenous American poet, screenwriter, podcaster, all the things. Uh, and I'm fully vaxxed, but I'm still not spending the night. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Not for me. My that's Uber not my ministry. I'm, I'm good. And it costs you can't $70 use yeah. for some reason. Ugh. You can't use COVID as, COVID as an excuse I know. Oh, that's wow. what's... I mean, everyone's going to know by now that I'm fully vaxxed. So it's like, okay, but I'm still not making plans. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. And I'm so happy, so happy to be back in the studio to have someone to smell my farts. No. Oh, my God. If a hoe farts in a room and no one is there to smell it, did it even exist? Mm-mm. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did. Tore a hole through it, the atmosphere. Yes. <laughs> it, it this is the why ozone the ozone layer. layer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You are what all the Gen Z kids are mad about. Yes. Yeah. You are you literally are greenhouse emissions. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm texting the sunrise. It's not cows. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not cow flatulence. It's just my Osmondson flatulence. I am DMing sunrise movement right now. Now, the new enemy. Uh, well, I am Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor. And I no longer wear underwear that isn't thongs. Wow. It is a superior underwear. Let me tell you. I am writing a, pl- a complaint to Food for Thought HR right now. I'm oh. picturing you and your thong. Well, do you want to take a look? No, I'm uh, I almost stood up and tried to it. Fran almost took off their mom jeans. Uh, right <laughs> They're <laughs> denim culottes. They're not denim mom culottes. jeans. They are oversized. And it is intentional. So you can fuck <laughs> Um... I, I I too am a lover of thongs now, by the way. I mm, love them. They're they're just fantastic. Um, I'm Den Michelle and I'm a reader and writer and a former figure skater. And now that it's 2021, I'm a hoe in every area code. Oh, oh. <laughs> that for you. Summer 2021 tram page. Tram? <laughs> I, wait, wait, tra- wait, 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 you broke Fran, wait, wait, <laughs> Tramp page yes. or Tran page? Because tra- the- oh, Tran pages would be fun, but Tram page with Got an M, okay. Tram page. We're excited, it's Tramping very versatile, it I think yeah. it works, wow. either. we're excited, we're excited, the only versatility in my bedroom. You know what, I'll get the menu this evening, mm. um, first up, Joe is gonna... <sighs> 
tease us. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. It's hard to do on the spot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lead a discussion about woo, how we get back into the world, y'all. And to, mm. fu- to end, I'm going to put the cherry on your tops with Rutherford Falls. Yes. Ooh. Take it away. Buck, 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 peacock. Mm. I'm feeling a little bit peckish, so why don't we start the top of this show the way any good top should? The little teas are uproarious appetizer segment, amuse Boosh. And to uh, amuse our Booshes this week is Joe. You're going to regret everything. <laughs> oh, no. um, today, we're going to play a class, the, the classic, the TM game of Food for Thoughts, Swipe Right, Swipe Left, mm-hmm. in which I give a cultural object, a thing, a person, a place, and you swipe left, which means boo, or swipe right, which means mmm. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it. I'm, I'm taking it away. First up, Tommy going, bok, 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 bigok. <laughs> swipe right, bitch. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, I do think it's like really clever and funny, and I think it's like, you know, essential to the fabric of our podcast, yes. these little teebsisms. But right. on the other side, if I was listening to this podcast as a new listener, I would turn it off. There's <laughs> <Again. laughs> so, so, multiple points yes, at yes, which I'm yes. like no longer interested it's, in this it's like It's like an exit ramp. Our, yeah. The freeway of our podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. has many exit yeah, ramps. Yeah, that's so exactly. <laughs> I'm here to alienate bitches. Right. We give you many and opportunities to say no. If so you then stop we... listening because of Teeb's Teebsism, you are anti-indigenous. That's true. Yes. How that dare you? That's true. true. Go sit in the corner and think about what that's you've true, done. colonizer. But this is how we know that our our listeners truly love us because they survive all of this and often endorse it. Oh, how dare they? Okay, next up, food for thought season five. I mean, swipe left. I'm so sick of y'all. <laughs> we haven't seen you for over a year. Uh, She's already bored of us. I wish it had been longer. I needed a bigger break. Yeah, honest. I just, I just seems needed seems a little. I just, I needed like a little taste, and now I'm full. So mm. we're we're three Bye. episodes in, and Tommy, yeah. Tommy is getting off the exit yeah. ramp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, seeing people again. So I'm actually going to swipe right. I know all y'all are going to swipe left, but I, I I really am filled with joy to like be around humans again, mm. to be around faggots, mm-hmm. to be around my family. Like that just feels so good. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't say swipe left. Oh. But I would say, you know, I just like being an, I just like not sitting in my wingback chair, looking at the clock, waiting for it to tick down to an hour where I can reasonably go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say reasonably start drinking, which is me. That too. That too. Yes. I'm going to swipe right. Um, By seeing people again, that means getting dicked down. Oh yeah. Okay. That's Um, good. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to swipe right. No, I'm excited to see people and be social and be Mm, in spaces. And not drink anymore. Um, not drink anymore. To drink and, less, right? No. Well, and and continue to drink more. You now. know, what? actually, yeah. like swipe left on like alcohol. Like I didn't drink all of quarantine, and now I just like I'm. Well, also, <laughs> I'm hungover right now. But uh, aside from that, like it's it's really like I don't drink as much, oh, and wow. I don't. I'm finding myself not wanting. Well, to. Well, I'm taking yeah. the extra wine that you're not drinking. Okay, is, is coming right into my goal. I'll donate. I am. Your GoFundMe. Honestly, yeah. I'm reformatting my relationship to alcohol oh, though, because mm-hmm. I feel like early pandemic, I definitely overdid it because I was terrified mm-hmm. and. That then happens. mid-pandemic, it was the existential isolation. Yes, I was that, alone, literally mm-hmm. alone for one whole year. Yes. And then yeah. it became kind of compulsive. So I've, I have reformatted my relation because it's like, oh, I mm. actually like, I don't have to do this. Right. And I, and being out with people 
swiping right on being out with people, it doesn't even occur to me. Oh. So I'm just like, oh, because yeah. I'm here and I'm stimulated. I, I was just so fucking bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. indelibly bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, fake Italian accent. <laughs> swipe right. <laughs> makes me laugh every time. <laughs> Pepperoni. I will swipe right, but swipe left on behalf of the audience who I'm sure is sick of it. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't I, I mean, I, I no we should idea. move on to French. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, it's a French accent. Yes. It's just a baguette. It's just so like when you, your whole culture is like, yeah, our thing is like bread and cheese. I like mean, that's that's a good choice. That I is guess. a good choice. It could be worse than that. I mean, also they did a lot of colonizing. So that's, that's true. That's so who among us has not? <laughs> I mean, said, frankly, <laughs> you're one to talk. <laughs> I will I will swipe left on behalf of our Italia X Italian <laughs> <laughs> <No, laughs> not Italiano that. mother. Not that. It's a provolone. Um God. How about Swipe right, swipe left, calling the pandemic other P words. Right. It's one of the only oh, things the that pan- got me through. Express, oh, the yeah. pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> the pandemonium. replay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it, but it makes me roll my eyes. You so I'm going to swipe left. Going out in the middle of a panaderia. <laughs> that was my go to. Panaderia was my go to. There's something about the syllable. So I'm just like, yeah. this is just oh, so feeling fun. good in my mouth. We are in the middle of a panduce. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I tried to make Pangea work and it didn't work. I, I like Pangea. Really? I like Pangea. It's yeah. Nobody it's just a little niche. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a like fifth grade geography class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I love it. We used to all be one. Yeah, <laughs> I suddenly like it less. <laughs> wow, I suddenly that like it less. Very, was that, that was a very. That was a very. The more that you was know. The thing I've ever said. No, it's that not. Was, but it's a. It's up there. Was, yeah, it, it fully was not. I'm pretty sure but the whitest thing you've ever that said. That was is. once again Pam from the nutritionist office. <laughs> this, is, this is Joe's other persona. We can't Pam. win them all. <laughs> because let me tell you, Pam, you can't, he, you can't win them all. Pam. <laughs> Next up, the COVID nineteen and vaccine swipe right, swipe left. <laughs> I am an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> so this is your coming out moment. Yeah, this is my coming out moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, okay, are you Pfizer girls? Are you Moderna girls? Are you J&J? I'm a Moderna, but I, I'm finding that like there is this kind of lingering side effect, especially right after the first dose where I felt like I had been injected with like the power of Dolly Parton. And I, I couldn't, <laughs> like I was just like, Dolly created this and now it's inside me and I am her. Dolly's inside mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your tits are looking big. You got friend. topped by Dolly. <laughs> that is true. That's what you get that Moderna vaccine for. Um, I am a Pfizer girl. Same. And I love it because I feel very secure and safe for the most part. Other than yesterday morning when I texted Joe in a full panic, convinced that I was going to get COVID on the plane, even oh. though I'm fully back. I can't it's tell hard. you. I cannot tell you the number. I mean, it's just been... The pandemonium has been crazy as a scientist, but the number of people I've talked to about vaccination hesitancy and just questions and stuff like that, I'm super grateful that, you know, I literally went to school to do nothing but this, but I'm also exhausted. Mm, Um, Actually, as a podcast, if we take um, producer Alex and head intern Kenya into account, we're equally split because they are both J and J. And the correct answer for what's the best vaccine is the one in your motherfucking arms. So, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, and to do it in in the correct way is as uh, defined by the clinical trials. Anyway, in the that butt, is right? Deeply unfun. It's an anal shot. Yeah, anal anal shot. shot. It's that, a suppository. Is, if I, I could have gotten it in the butt, if I could have gotten it in the butt, is there soreness around the site injection? Because I'm looking for a little soreness. I hate myself. Next, we do too. One of my personal favorites. Swipe right, swipe left. Bukaki. 
I hate it. <laughs> nope, Teebs. swipe left. I'm not a cum whore. I'm sorry, I'm not. I, the whole point oh. of this was to try to get Teebs to gag. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> I'm holding it down in my insides. I mean, before we had, you know, the Panera bread, Um, I... That's short for pandemic. Yes, I Did get it. Catch I, it? Well, I was no one laughed, laugh, so... It's, it's, no laugh, laugh, so it's, it's called it, a callback. No, yeah, yes, that one... It. Took me a moment. No. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, um, I really was not, I, I'm not like YouTube's. I like don't want things on my face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I, I really just want all of the things on my face. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, just, yeah. I want to be. And also like when it comes to porn, like gangbang porn, like group sex, like not totally my tea. And now I'm in this spot where like I want mm-hmm. group sex. You yeah. know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. too much things to, t- to, to take into account. Well, I it's mean, just... Zen wouldn't thrive because multitasking, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, <clears throat> there may or may not be some plans to maybe explore threesomes and some group Me things too. this summer, I have a, I have a summer schedule threesome. Mm-hmm. Could wow. you, could you, Zen, conceivably give head and then also jack somebody else off? Well, that's kind of like patting pa- yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> great at it. <laughs> Okay. I mean, conceivably, we might try it. I don't really enjoy giving handjobs. To I be love honest, I really a don't. It's a lot. It is a job. It is a job. It is fingering like, it with one hand and handing with the other. Like any time that someone has ever wanted me to give <laughs> them a handjob, I have just been like, "Can I please just take it in my mouth?" Like I would much prefer. Can to I give, give you a, a handjob with my mouth? <laughs> like, I would much prefer. <laughs> But, but if there's two dicks, I mean, I only got one mouth, so. Well, the other one's going in your ass. So if there were three True, dicks. eventually. Eventually. So we, we will see. We, we will got, see. We got time for a couple more. I will fill you in. We got time for a couple more. I'll, I'll okay. agree with Dennis, though. Handjob is not my favorite job. I love yeah. a handjob. Wow. My least favorite job. I, me, I'm like fully um, Emma Stone in the favorite where she's like jacking a guy off while plotting revenge. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is my, sounds like you. I would, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds that, like you. That is on brand. How about swipe right, swipe left, corn nuts? I love, I love, I, I, I love corn love. nuts. My favorite, love a great love. snack. Yeah, love. yeah. Crunchy, Why love? Salty, love low carb, low carb, good on salad. Love, yeah, filling, love. Yeah. salty. Yes, yeah. I'm not <laughs> underrated. Very underrated. underrated. Not, not I don't often. know about no, underrated. not in enough vending machines. When no. I go to a vending machine, I would love to get a corn nut. They're yeah. just so ninety. Yeah, nice, but they're so I find good. them boring. It is one of the better nuts. I, Their packaging looks like Saved by the Bell. I know, I yeah, love it. You would think they would modernize. And they're really popular in other cultures. They're kind of like the little mix of the nut world. Uh. You know, like, <laughs> like no one little mix. No one likes little mix in the US, but like they're everywhere. I just world. prefer a corn chip. Maybe I, of the Frito variety. Then you don't got to choose. You know, you can have both. You, you, well, that's not, true. Stop trying to atomize snacks and <laughs> put them into boxes and pit them against each other. What? It's what? not a zero sum game when it comes to corn nuts. What is this like snack identity is, politics? Uh, you're on yeah, right this now. is very. That was. <laughs> uh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, I want to end it there. We are out of time, um, and I I want to. Say to everyone who doesn't like corn nuts out there, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. This is corn for thought now. <laughs> corn for thought. Mm. God. It's time we get to the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T. And to sling the meat, it's me, Tommy Teeps. Sling that meat, Teeps. Re-entering society. Friends, we're all getting jabbed. We're opening up physically, I metaphorically. I'm getting jabbed. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the studio, and you, like us, probably felt or feel awkward, mm. apprehensive, mm. hesitant, mm. 
personally, I feel like I've regressed a little bit into my, like, <laughs> o- almost like my teenage self. There have been times at which, and hanging out with people, I've felt shy, which is not a mode I felt <laughs> since I was 15 years old. And I was like, what is this feel? Oh, I'm shy. Oh, weird. I'm finding it hard to talk to people. It's, it's just, my mouth is, gets me through life. So it's like, when suddenly not being able to use it or feeling like I couldn't, I was like, this is a shade of an older Teebs or a younger Teebs rather. Um, the other thing that comes with trauma though is resilience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're all still here. And if you're worse for wear, whatever, maybe for a minute, but you need to take the time to actually learn the lesson from the year. I mm-hmm. gave a commencement address for the Iowa Writers Workshop. Fran got to see because Fran's uh, sister was graduating. Mm-hmm. And my speech was called Take the Note. And ultimately it was about kind of like as writers, we have we get notes all the you time. Hate. I hate I hate, hate I've learned I've learned. To, to take the note, though, because you have to be a person who can take the note. And I don't mean do what the note says, but listen to what the note is saying. Mm. And 2020 was a whole ass note. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's such a good metaphor. Yeah. And what is it that what is the note? We didn't like it. We didn't want it. You know, miss me with that note shit, but it's here and you have the opportunity to listen to it. Mm. So as we talk about getting out into the world, re-entering society, getting back in the studio, getting into fucking expensive ass lifts all over again, taking public transportation, not minding that Joe just like spread contagion all over the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, Joe. <laughs> it's uh, allergies. Mm-hmm. What was your note? What was what, the 2020 as a note? What was it for you? For some people, it might have been work, walk with a little bit more intention in their life. Maybe it changed your riderly instincts. Maybe it just meant you wanted to hug that person a little bit harder the next time you see them. What was the note for you guys? I got so much better at being at home. Mm. I used to feel feel all this social pressure, especially on Friday or Saturday nights, to be out, to to do something social. And it, it stems from – this is a note that stems from my youth when I often would not get invited places or in college when I was like, if I'm not at the party, I'm not cool enough. And so I felt all this pressure to always be like at the bars – out the house, mm-hmm. eating out, mm-hmm. meeting a friend. And if I couldn't make plans to meet a friend, I felt bad about myself. Mm. And Binch 2020 said, sit home. Yeah, <laughs> sit home. Sit home. <laughs> and make a new routine. And make it, it's a routine that I enjoy. You know, I, I put work away at a certain time on Friday, Saturday nights. Um, uh, and I just, you know, I might watch a movie. I might dance by myself. Mm. Uh, I might cook dinner. So I just have a much healthier relationship, I think, to, um, being on my own to solitude mm. i mean yeah. I, I have a few answers to this like i think the one of the first things is like i feel like as anybody who listens to this podcast knows like i have really defined myself by my work and in that my self-worth based on what i you know uh yeah i guess do in a professional or or how i you know make up my time and i think that last year really was like Oh, nothing really matters except for joy and your family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. sorry, we're getting real deep real fast. (laughs) But like that really was. I was like, oh, nothing else matters. Yeah. You know? Um, But I, I, you know, also like as we talked about last time, we talked about core and um, body stuff. Like this is the first year where I feel like I actually love myself. Like really like what I see in the mirror. I think that has a lot to do with getting therapy for the first time last year, regular therapy rather. And then also just like obviously culturally, it's like learning that structures are meant to be dismantled and fr- frameworks and ways that we think about things are meant to be 
shifted. And we as a culture need to be constantly shifting and give into fluidity so that we don't maintain harmful patterns. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it was sort of similar as well, because um, ultimately, I think my my pandemic experience has been a journey to sort of loving myself. But but where that begins is that I um, was and I like I'm I was fairly high risk. I have asthma. um, So I really like couldn't like I did not leave my apartment for three months other than to go to the grocery store and to buy an occasional coffee at a local coffee shop to feel like I was supporting a business. But um, I was forced to um, give myself the space and the time and the quiet to reflect on who I am and Mm -hmm. to, 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 to take an aspect of myself that's been there for a long time and, and be like, you know what, this is who you are and you should love yourself for this and you should own it. And you, you like, I was like, I cannot run from this anymore. I think when I had my first Mm. session with my therapist and I was like, I think I'm trans. I was like, I feel like I cannot run from this anymore. Like I've been running from it for a long time. And the pace that I had moved at previously allowed, allowed it and, and was conducive to it. Um, so the stillness. The stillness. Was the cause the for self-reflection. Yeah. I mean, what else was I going to do? Like, what <laughs> else could I do? <laughs> Write your fucking novel, Dad. <laughs> well, I did do that, too. I wrote uh-huh. a whole new draft of it that is quite good, I think. Um, in 2020. But I... But it was I. I was like I have. To, I just have to like own this fact and explore explore this this question that I have. Like I have to dive in mm-hmm. and um, give myself the quiet and the space to do it. And I feel like I'm coming. And and also it was like because you felt especially in those first couple of months in New York City where it was so scary and so bad. Like you really mm-hmm. did feel like death could be like around the corner in this mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. most of us have probably not felt before. And so I was like, when this is over, if this ends and like, if we go back to anything resembling normalcy, which at that time we didn't really know, I was like, who do I want to be mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point? Like mm-hmm. what version of myself do I want to move um, at, through the world as? And it was like the most, the truest, most honest, most authentic version of myself. And I wanted to be a version of myself that loved every aspect of myself, which I think I have not been um, in my adulthood. So it was like, okay, you got to go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that for me, a lot of it was the intention setting, the feeling that I had been moving in a direction that I was not in charge of, mm-hmm. that I was not even aware of, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I was a spinning top, not a top, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Sitting, sitting down, staying in the same place, reflecting on my career, the ephemerality of the life that I was living in and the fact that I was a touring performer who could not make money. Mm-hmm. I had no money. I had no money and I had double rent because my roommate had left. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Mm-hmm. The life that I've been living is unsustainable. And this is the thing that I said in the speech. This is how I ended the speech, which is, you know, the la- the year sucked, but like, it's evident that the way we did things doesn't have to be the way we do them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we get to be the architects of a whole new way of getting things done. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like, I tr- at that, but at that last moment, I mean, you know, we're talking about the pandemic in phases or the seasons, yeah. like season one pandemic, it was a little different, mm-hmm. but like I transitioned into television writing yeah. and 
this year I did it was the first time I ever really set my intention because I'm a little bit superstitious to be honest with you. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like if saying what it is that I want to do is prelude to that thing being taken away from me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Intention yeah. means expectation, which means disappointment, disappointment. in queer Failure, language. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 exactly. That's the Venn diagram or that's yeah. that's the flow chart. That is the flow chart. And but I sat down with my manager and I was like I want to get staffed. I want to get another show because at this time I'd only had reservation dogs and I didn't know if I was ever going to get another show because I had gotten reservation dogs because I'm a res- a, 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 a reservation born writer and I had a sample. You know, I was like, that was a fluke. I'm never getting another room. But I sat down with my manager and I was like, listen, take it, take your cue from me. I didn't actually say this, but I was just like, this is what I want to do. I want to get staffed for the next few years. Midterm goal is I want to get my feature made. Long-term goal is I want to be a showrunner. Mm-hmm. Let's work towards that. And once we did that, I got staffed two weeks later. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I think Teebs and, and... And then I got into the Sundance uh, yes. re- yeah. artist residency. Uh-huh. So then Congrats, I was working on my Teebs. feature. So it was like, oh, yeah, I'm working yeah. on all the things that I told myself I was going to work on. I had never yeah. walked into magic like that. I think this is what, what you're, you and Dan and Fran are saying too. Um, is inter- interpersonally or inside of ourselves, um, the, taking the note means movement, it, mm-hmm. not stasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the notion – I've been saying this since this whole thing started um, when everyone was obsessed with going back to normal, and that would be a real failure. I mean that would just be right. – you know. and I think we're all feeling in ourselves like we've done that forward movement, and I hope that we can do that forward movement also collectively to try to understand how society <laughs> cannot go back to normal. And I, I'm starting to, you know, we're talking about like re-entering society and stuff. And I'm starting to see the the thing that I've been worried most about, which is that people are just obsessed with going back to what shit was like before. Um, and I don't think people are taking the time to heal, mm-hmm. the time to grieve, the time to take the note, the time to, um, you know, we all, <laughs> I get it. We have this kinetic energy built up. Mm-hmm. We have been inside for so long. Um, yeah. The way I was telling people, uh, uh, the way that I felt was I was like, I was the charger, uh, but I was still plugged into the wall. Yeah. I'm still mm-hmm. being charged. I've been mm-hmm. charged for a year. And yeah. that green part is like uh, charging for too long can degrade the battery. The battery. So yeah. I do think there's something super, super important about a rupture, about feeling joy. It's also summer. We understand that being outside is really low risk. We understand that if you're vaccinated, you carry really low risk. But I just I, I want to encourage folks. This is a little bit more on the, the science side or on the collectively how we move forward side that it is not like snap and it's like totally chill that there's no consequences for drinking inside in a bar. Not that you shouldn't make that choice for yourself, but there are mad people out there. Children still can't get vaccinated. So mm-hmm. parents are by, by nature of their homes living in homes with unvaccinated people. Some people are immunocompromised. Uh, some, you know, um, and some people, you know, may not be as protected by the vaccines as other people. We're still mm-hmm. all studying these things. So I think it's just important to keep in mind <laughs> that there there's still a pandemic going on and we need to not, it's not a binary that we just snap back to normal and what we snap back to should not be what it was like Before. beforehand, you know? Um, so I get the like, let's do a circuit party. Uh, let's go let off some steam. Uh, I also just want, I personally know that I need to have stillness still mm-hmm. and to grieve still. I lost two of my best friends, lost parents or grandparents, you know, it, this, and even if you didn't lose anyone, there's collective death all around you, that fear that Den was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this conversation that we're having about what's the note, how are we going to move forward personally and collectively is just is so important. You mm-hmm. cannot, 
we will not be able to forget this. And if you try to sublimate this experience, it is going to bite you in the motherfucking ass in a year, in two years, in 10 years. Pandemics don't go away, you know? You know, Joe, I'm really latching on to a lot of things you're saying. And like, even like outside of like the COVID of it all, like culturally, societally, we also have to not return to that normal, right? Which is part of what you're saying. It's like, I remember there was like this clip recirculating um that was grace lee boggs in conversation with angela davis i don't know if y'all saw Icons, it yes it's so, i of course like two literal like the literal anyways I, they're incredible activists if you don't know the context um but grace you know said this thing a really long time ago that is obviously like the foundation for all organizing work which is she was like we have to reimagine everything yeah. like literally everything like from how we go to school to obviously how our how we view safety in society, yeah. we have to reimagine gender. We have to reimagine like healthcare, 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 fucking healthcare. <laughs> and it's like it's it is it is actually if you think about it, it it's easy to feel like dread about mm-hmm. reentering society. Mm-hmm. It's easy to feel dread about all the things uh, about you know all the things we've been talking about. But this is actually an opportunity to be really excited yeah yeah. imagination is such a gift it it is so like the only it is it is actually like the number one tool used to recover from trauma Mm -hmm. like that's like in books about trauma and and everything like it's all about how you imagine stuff and like i'm trying to like to the best of my ability be excited about what's next i i really hate what i'm about to say right now but I was buying some crystals the other day <laughs> at my you gay witch store. I was assimilated. I was buying some crystals the other day, like at this, like uh, this, like my favorite gay witch store. If you want to go, you're in, in LA. It's called Spellbound Sky. Um, go, yeah. go look it up. Run by amazing uh, gay witches. Um, and like when I was getting this kind of like lemon quartz moment, like the the guy that checks you out kind of gives you like a little bit of a therapy session on each crystal and tells you what it's for. And he like, you know, holds the lemon quartz and he's like, it's all about joy and abundance and like all these talking about like, you know, what it does, whatever. And then he says like in a very like prophetic and beautiful way, and I'm like paraphrasing, but he was just like, like the pendulum like always swings back, right? Mm-hmm. Like we experienced a lot of anxiety and heartbreak and death and creative blockage and all these things. And now it is time for the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. We have all of this kinetic energy right now and we are on like the precipice of like what could be one of like the most exciting, culturally inventive, imaginative Mm -hmm. like things that we have ever done. Like the things that are going to come out of this pandemic, whether they're, you know, how we reimagine society or like how we reimagine ourselves, how we party, how we do all of it. Mm -hmm. Like that's Mm -hmm. so exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crystal, crystal shop really, really did (laughs) did a number on that. So when you said you're going to therapy now, it's just that you're shopping weekly at the crystal (laughs) shop. (laughs) That's friends therapy and church. It's perfect. No, No, but it's, I really feel like reimagination is um, like the, the theme of our, of our reemergence. Oh, that's the, that's the tea. That, yeah. That's the tea. It's like reimagining everything, reimagining society, healthcare, like you said, reimagining policing mm-hmm. and what that means mm-hmm. um, is a, is a huge, huge part of this as well. And I mean, when we go back to what we were talking about sort of personally and individually, like at the beginning of this segment, like I was reimagining myself and am reimagining myself. Mm-hmm. And like, 
we're reimagining these these facets of our lives and sometimes our whole lives. And the sort of I, it's hard to talk about beauty in the context of this because um, it was all so collectively and individually traumatic in so many ways. But um, I sort of feel like now more than ever, I said with air quotes because air quotes. we hate that phrase. Invoking um, the wrath of Morgan, Morgan Parker. Parker. <laughs> yes. And friend of the pod, Morgan friend Parker. Of pod, Morgan Parker. Um, it is not only a thing that we can do, it's become our responsibility to ourselves and to mm. each other to reimagine mm. everything from so many things about our politics yeah. and our society to and imagining to how we... that somebody else is going to do that imagining for you and that mm-hmm. you can then get behind them. It's like, yes. you again, we have to be the architects of this. Yeah, and, how, and how we care for each other, right? Independently, like, like, we have so much opportunity to just, mm-hmm. like, you know be the best version of ourselves yeah now. it's now we're well, now, so okay so now we're talking in instagram platitudes I but <laughs> but you know what's so funny also is like there's this because obviously the worst part about what's happening right now is the small talk oh my god and oh like god. but like what's mm-hmm. really funny about small talk right now is it's either like it's like all of this awkward tiptoeing or like how so what's you been? S- sourdough how you like yeah how you been how dare you you know but then it's either like teeny tiny timid small talk or it's like well i've been reflecting on my most traumatic memories <laughs> and, uh, and like you know like talking to strangers about it and it's like i think it's funny that that's actually on that the this is these are my deepest darkest thoughts are actually in the tips of everyone's tongue yeah. mm-hmm. there was that's yeah. like, that vulnerability is an opportunity it's yeah. it's it sucks yes. but it's like it's all front of mind. That's a good thing. Yeah. The Elon Musk episode of Saturday Night Live oh God, was God. hella awkward. But the one, the the sketch that was great. One of the sketches that was great was the uh, everyone's first discussions after COVID. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. And there was the one where the guy couldn't. He just kept saying the things that he was thinking, and he's like, "Oh fuck, did I think that or just say that?" <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell. Have we don't know. Been, have you been so? I've been to a few um, vax parties indoors, small number of people. I feel very safe about it. So I think one thing that I'm struggling with is I feel very COVID. I feel so protected by my vaccination. I feel so lucky. These things are a fucking miracle. If you asked me a year ago, I did not think we would have And we that. did ask you and a year ago. And you said we it on like, this show. No. You were like, no. I was like, it's unlikely. We, we really got very lucky. But I am still scared. I always had social anxiety, mm-hmm. but now my social anxiety is like, oh my God, a party. I, that muscle has not been flexed. Oh, you know, yeah. being charming. My boyfriend doesn't need me to be charming. <laughs> like wow. I, he smells my poop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, bye. I'm, a, I'm like on the opposite. That's a relationship I, I don't I need. No, nope. but I can't relate nope. because I feel like I'm like myself again going to parties, uh, which is maybe its own problem. But anyways, like <laughs> I think that there is like, I think that there there is something in that of like being like, do you want to be? I mean, Den, actually, what you said at the beginning, which I thought was really incredible, like when you were saying like, this is the version of myself, like I'm I'm moving forward with, like what does that person look like? What does that look like when you enter a party? Yeah. Like, are you? In what ways are any of y'all different? I'm trying to. Here's the thing. So, I do have coworkers now. It's interesting, like the. I'm not going to keep talking about it, but like my, the innovation of my career into television, I didn't think I would ever do. Cause I never, I worked so hard to not have a nine to five, Truly, you know, like yeah. to, to not have an office job and then to have a version of it, but it to be on zoom. The thing is like, none of those people really know who I am. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that in the best possible way. Like nobody knows I'm a writer, so that they don't know who I like. They literally, I, I, they don't know that there's a a banner of my face in West Hollywood right now. But but they also don't like. I don't get to do this. Like I don't get to be animated because there's mm-hmm. nine people plus two writers assistants on all the time. Like I can never get a word in edgewise. Wow. Like because. That's like torture. That's like Tommy's hell. Tommy's hell is like a bunch of people who aren't that smart and aren't that funny talking and not allowing him to say anything. I'm not going to say that they're not smart because no, I'm, I'm not talking about these people. I'm talking about you this and podcast. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> All of us trash ass sluts. <laughs> but we're getting together. Uh, the showrunner is normally in Connecticut, but we're getting together um, at the top of June. Um, so after this show has come out, and I'm really excited to meet everybody. Oh wow! Because I'm going to mm. be like, no, you're going to know me now. Right. I'm an insufferable mm. bitch with a loud ass face. <laughs> yeah, they don't know me as loud <laughs> face because oh I only get to talk in small bursts. I'm also not so to take funny. it down a notch, but I am a horny. I, 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 whatever. That's I taking it up a notch. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's taking it up ten notches. No, I mean, like out of the deep convo into the oh, shallow. Oh no, waters. we're good though. We're good there. <laughs> but also, <laughs> fucking is deep. <laughs> if it's good, if you're doing I it mean, right, it's good. Shoot. Intestines, mama. Um, I want it coming out my up mouth. In these guys. <laughs> Impaled. Um, but like, it's also like expanded like my like desire because mm. I'm hornier. But also like I feel, I mean, we talked about bodies before, but like I feel like more fuckable. Oh, wow. I feel like yeah. I like myself a little more. Or at least, or even if it's not about physical appearance, it's like I feel more sure of myself uh-huh. because of self-work done over the course of a year. Yes. And I feel like because of that, that has dilated who I would fuck with. Yeah. Dilated. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. I'm but sure it's, like, it's dilated. Thank you. Mm. But it's like, you know, I have, I, I, well, I couched my fear of intimacy as having standards. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like, you know, so when I'm like out flirting all that kind of, it's just i don't care if they ain't six five that's right. big oh, wow. for me that is that's really big, big wow, for me. Oh, wow. I, um, now what's the the shortest you'll go do you know is it six two <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding i don't know five ten five nine five five Whoa. i don't know wow. Wow. I don't you're know. saying you Whoa. want to have sex with wow you're no, talking about my type did wow not, did not. I, I do have to say and and i i'm gonna be very depressing but i want to do it for a reason um, I am not feeling better mm. than how I felt before the pandemic. Mm. Um, I've been doing COVID activism this whole time and it has been staring in the face of a lot of misery. Mm. Um, I have been overworked. Mm. Um, I have had a lot of personal loss in my life. I'm not doing great. I don't feel better th- than I did before the, the pandemic. Um, I don't feel like I'm a better version of myself when I go outside. Um, I feel shitty. To be honest with you, um, and I, I know that there are going to be listeners out there who feel that way as well, um, who just feel like this year was not good. This mm-hmm. was, I don't feel like I had a, a. What felt good this year was that I could do something as a scientist. I could do COVID activism. Yeah. I could I could try to help, but it it did not feel good this that year. That your work actually had impact. It had, and, and that feels good. But mm-hmm. overall, it's um, trauma. Uh, it's it's been a traumatic ass year. Yeah. Okay, I wish I and, didn't. And like, yeah. I wish this year didn't happen. I mean, I just yeah, nothing good so for me really has come out of it in that in that sense. Um, and I think for folks out there feeling that way, like I, for me, this year has been staring in the face of a lot of shit. And for me, it's about acceptance. And it's a, and that I think is a real life lesson as well. That life, all of our lives, will bring us 
um, maybe not a year like this, but but some grief and some trauma, and 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 our job is to assimilate that into ourselves in ways that are not self-immolating uh, and in ways that allow us to be still great to the people around us and to create the things that we want to create in our life. But uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it, it has been a yeah. year for me and I'm not doing, I'm not doing great. Um, I'm very happy to be being here is healing. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm all about joy this summer. I want to feel a lot of it. I think that that is going to be deeply, intensely political for me and important for me in many ways. But um you know, for for the thoughts out there who are just working on acceptance and 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 grieving, um, I, I you are <laughs> you are represented right. on yeah. this podcast. It and is the- truly an exhausting continuum to mm-hmm. think every single day is the absolute best day of somebody's life yeah. and the absolute worst day of somebody Someone else's, else's life. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is also a testament to the fact that like whether we come out of this net good well who's coming out of this net good <laughs> whether we come out of this being like excited about re-entering the world or yeah. we, whether we come out of this feeling traumatized by what happened and having a hard time rebuilding yeah. all of that is a product of all of us learning how to sit with ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. and sit in that discomfort and healing or whatever it looks like is not the same thing as comfort right, mm-hmm. right. healing and getting well can be uncomfortable very at least it is for me. Yeah. And so Absolutely. I think that there's like, that's something to think about as we continue what I think is going to be an uncomfortable journey through this year, right? Is that yeah. it's still, even if it doesn't feel good, you are on the way to something better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm also thinking honestly about what Den said before we started recording when she was like, we were sitting there and Den was like... <clears throat> Have y'all ever heard of therapy? It is great. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am loving uh, therapy. Really We're like, well, that's very you. That sounds like a thing you would say. Many years late. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I, I have to say a shout out, Dr. Eric. I would, this year would have been, and I, it's so funny because it was not that soon before the pandemonium, but it was maybe like a, a year or two before. Uh, I started therapy in a, in a point of deep, deep uh, mental health crisis, like nearly having to be hospitalized and, and this and that. And, you know, I wasn't in that space anymore. So Dr. Eric brought it up to me. He's, you know, we could go, we could go down to once every other week or we could transition out of therapy. You know, you feel like you're doing good. And what I said to Dr. Eric at that time is, well, first of all, I'm a writer. Second of all, I'm a fucking Pisces mess. Yeah. Like it's fine to me to keep up the practice of therapy mm-hmm. because some days some weeks it's just going to be us shooting the shit about what happened that week but it's like when bad stuff happens in life and it will I have this mechanism this place that I can bring it and Mm. without that shit this year man I would have Mm. lost it (laughs) I went went back into therapy with Dr. John yeah, because I had we hadn't been actually seeing each other because it was like the zoom I had left New York and I got in touch and I was like, can we please start yeah. it up again? Like mm-hmm. in March. Yeah. A lot. So the number of people doing therapy, uh, my my sh- psychiatrist is like the number of people on meds. Like it is just <laughs> my mom. It is my mom's a therapist. And, and she was like. Well, this is awful, but my business is booming. No, it is. My my day job right now is as a care coordinator at an LGBT health care company, and therap- the requests for therapists, there's just so many, and they take sometimes weeks to fill to find oh, a yeah. therapist yeah. that will work for people yeah. because because the availability is just like so slim. I was lucky, and a friend of mine found 
I gave, I was like, a friend of mine found me this therapist and I was like, here's what I want in a therapist. She found this therapist in a day. The therapist was like, yes, I want to work with you. It was like so Dude, lucky. This is, so, this is the pattern for you since <laughs> I had to find you your fucking COVID vaccine and make the fucking oh, yes. appointment. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, Absolutely. But it, but it was, it was so life changing to just have that safe space every week where I could, um, really explore things for me from my past that were coming up um, because of where I was in the moment that I hadn't even thought about or had forgotten about. Like therapy is just, it's life-changing. If you haven't done it, get on it, do it. I have a parting question before we make it to the cherry on the top. Mm -hmm. Part me. When Sex party. (laughs) Oh. When? Oh, let me tell you, have never wanted it. And the other day someone posted about one on their story and I was like, bring me, I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I'm partnered now, so it's going to be a process of opening up that, slowly uh and we have to communicate very well um you know uh, <laughs> i will say again for you thoughts out there uh these other thoughts are feeling very horny um the pandemonium made me and my partner both not feel super horny mm-hmm. uh and i'm i'm coming out of that as well now right. as as life kind of uh That's opens great. up and i'm less you know i less feel like everyone i kiss could literally give me a deadly virus um <laughs> you know but i think it's it's for me it's been the opposite i'm like i'm like coming back into myself as a sexual being where so the last year, I was kind of hibernating. I was kind of hibernating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's going to happen. We're going to start with a threesome. I'm excited. Yeah. I have a threesome planned this summer. And I will be going to a at least a perchance underwear party. I yeah. love underwear parties. In Fire Island. Wait, when are you there? We might be there Fourth, at the 4th of July. Oh, I'm there just oh. after. 3rd of July, yeah. Fine. I'll be, I'll be there until the 7th, so we can, we can play. No, I'll be there the 15th. Oh, we can be like, I will actually not be there at the same time as you are. Fran and I had an underwear party together. Imagine if it was so dark in the dark room that Fran and I ended up accidentally fucking. That would never happen because I have, um, Sensory touch, yeah. Uh, also, and a Fran, sense of smell. Fran yeah. knows, I was say, yeah, Fran knows yeah. your smell. Fran, Fran will smell you before they see you. So, <laughs> Joe's here. That's, <laughs> Joe's here. Must leave. <laughs> <laughs> also, Fran will be wearing their Crocs, and you probably won't want to fuck oh them. Oh my then. god, Crocs and a glow, glow in the dark. Crocs glow in, in the, the dark. dark rainbow <laughs> Crocs. I would. That would be right. That is Crocs your be easy cleanup for yeah. getting on that by accident, which happens a lot at shoes at a sex party. But, like, let me tell you, there's nothing better than when someone pulls the side of the thong over so yeah. that you can. Anyways, we yeah. have to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will just say really quick. Traumatized. I, I have no, I don't have a sex party in the works, but I have a threesome that will probably happen pretty soon. And then after that, I may be trying a gangbang sort of situation. Something I want along those that. lines, maybe. I, I want that. So, y'all are just about threesomes. No, but maybe. You yes. and you and you. Well, it sounds like a, that's just two I'm more curious. people than I want to deal I'm with. I'm curious. <laughs> so mine, mine is with a trusted, a trusted partner and their husband, and it will be a very. Basically, they were like, "We will worship you mm. all weekend," and that's that, what that I want. Sounds exhausting to me. I don't want that type of attention. Oh, I love that kind <laughs> of do. attention. I was built for that kind of attention. That's okay, why I have, have the ass go. I have. We have, we have to go. go. We are disgusting. I would. I, I, I like to be worshipped very specifically, <laughs> and that is, you know, bring me snacks and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm full, but I could fit one more thing inside of me. Dan knows how I feel. Mm. 
This week, I'm delivering the cherry on your top. It is Rutherford Falls, the new Peacock sitcom from Ed Helms, Mike Schur, and Sierra Ornelas, who's the first native female showrunner, showrunner of a comedy show. It stars Ed Helms and my friend Janice Meeting. Aww. And it's got a majority of natives in the writer's room. So shout out to Jana, Sierra, Taz Rose Chavez, Ty LeClaire, and Bobby Wilson, because we are very writer friendly on this show. And they're all my friends, too. Um, The main narrative, the main native storyline follows this character, Regan Wells, as she tries to get people to take her fledgling cultural center seriously. She's also got some reparative work to do in her community. She's from a res, but something happened and she had to leave it and go to college. And she came back sort of but lives in town and not on the res and kind of has this back and forth with her community about whether she has the right to operate a cultural center, Mm. even though literally no one else is stepping up to do the work. It's really intricate. It's so funny. It's some of the best television on television right now. And for the main character to be a native woman, to be a fat native woman, to be a fat native woman with a healthy romantic life, to be a fat native woman with a healthy romantic life and zero plot line is about her size. It is quite simply revolutionary and then I will please watch this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for knowing and loving me. You can get it on the Peacock app, which is honestly one of my favorite uh, of the streaming services. Peacock is really yeah. what, uh, giving mm-hmm. the dolls what we want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's just like in a year, in a, in the shittiest year in history. Like, yeah. I mean, there have been much shittier years, as specifically for indigenous people. But <laughs> in a very shitty year, yeah. Um, yeah. there were two shows being written about native folks mm-hmm. rutherford falls and reservation dogs by native folks by native folks starring yeah. native folks like yeah. they are shooting reservation dogs right now in oklahoma and i get the dailies back and it's fucking standing rock part two over there it's just mm-hmm. like all natives and it's so exciting to witness and to be around and i was thinking about the young version of myself who Coming to this year, 2021, because Rutherford Falls debuted already, but like Reservation Dogs is going to debut over the summer. And it would just be normal for them to have two native comedy shows on the air. And there is another show being put together right now that just staffed and added, I think, four or five new native writers to the WGA. That is another all native writers room. There's this one that Ava DuVernay is doing with Bird Running Water and Sydney Freeland and Shaz Bennett called Sovereign. And it's the first like native led drama. So like, so it's just amazing. And it's, it's going to be like a dynasty, like sort of melodrama, like an Uh, empire. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Bookmarked. Wow. (laughs) We might have to speed that up to only two years away for viewing for me. (laughs) Cause that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called sovereign and, and NBC has to like, the deal that they have is that they have to air the pilot. They don't have to order it to series, but they have to air the pilot. So we'll at least cool. get that. So it's just been in a yeah. shit year. Natives have spun gold, you know, and it just makes me feel so proud to be a part of these. I it's weird because I remember when when Rutherford Falls, when the room was coming together and my friend Taz had gotten this room and my manager had asked me, do I want to write for TV? And I was like, I, I can't write for TV. Like, honestly, like my schedule is too all over the place. I'm in a city, three new, I'm in three new cities every single week. Like when they put the room together, I was in my November book tour. Right, right. They were in the room in January when we were on the Food for Thought tour. Yes, right. It was not something that I could have done. But then to be like... Oh, it's it's now something that I could be a part of because I'm just in the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I fully, fully, fully recommend this show. It's also just kind of it's got it's got the sort of Mike Schur like sort of the head to helms like it's got the office and like 
Parks and Rec vibes. Ooh, love. Yeah. So it's an easy thing to watch, but there are ways that it would not have been, it, it, this would not have been the resonance unless the, the writers were native. But there are things that happen to the white character where he's like, this is like a mockery of like my family and like who else like who knows like i feel like i'm i'm being satirized or like this is a caricature like Mm -hmm. this is not my home and it's like or or like there's a part where where i can't i don't want to say i don't want to give it away but there are there are things that have been done to native people that then get done to this white main character and he feels it's like unprecedented and he's like what who who knows what who knows what it's like to go through all of this and like the native (laughs) characters are like Uh. Us. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a revenge fantasy Ooh, element to it, I think, is and what it sounds like. Janish meeting the actress, my friend, it's so lovely to see her inhabit this role and get and play this character. She is a revelation in comedy. Wow. Like she is so good. She her timing is great, her acting is great, but then she just like she's playing off Ed Helms, who is one of the most famous and like the one of the the most regarded people in that type of comedy yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. seamlessly. Oh, oh so fun. I can't it's wait amazing. to watch. Oh, it sounds pay for amazing. A streaming service. Oh. That, wow. I think I already have Peacock for free on my phone actually. Well, the free trial might have been free. <laughs> oh. Um, well, yeah, six maybe ago. I'm paying for it. Now. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, maybe I'm paying for it now. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I can't wait to watch Sheeps. That sounds yeah. amazing. So uh, keep your eyes out for it, and hopefully, yes, that's the nope, one. There Peacock. it is. I have it. Also, you can watch the Kelly Clarkson show on Peacock, and I do that every single day, five days a week. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our new home at Stitcher. Our producer is our favorite cat lady in a cat suit, Alexandra De Palma. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Joe initiates his self-destruct sequence, i.e. Oh, he starts can I, shitting. Can I, oh, no, not that. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-E-B-S on Instagram. I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find my newsletter there as well. And I'm Den Michelle, and you can find me on social media, but pay attention because the handles will soon be changing. You can also subscribe to our brand new and improved newsletter at foodforthought.substack.com for some extra delectable content. And check out our brand new merch, hats, tees, morally reprehensible thought goods at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. Find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick, dick pics. pics. Please, dick pics to thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T-H-O-T. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.